Hello, Podicumans. Brett Maddox here. Today, we are diving right back into the Faith Once Delivered document that was produced out of the John Wesley Institute. You can check out our show notes for links to the John Wesley Institute and to this document, which is available for free download. Remember that you can connect with us on social media at Podikesis is where you can find us. You can email us at questions at podikesis.com, or you can connect with us through voicemail 404-635-6679. Now, let's start this episode of the Podikesis podcast and continue our discussion. Hello, Podicumans, and welcome to the Podicesis Podcast, a podcast about what Christians believe and why it matters. I'm Brett Maddox, and once again, we're joined by your very best friends. And I just want to let y'all know, they're not AI bots. Oh. oh. Not AI. This episode is not done through chatbot or anything like that. I wa- but however, Where... however, you can't guarantee that I'm a sentient being. Well, that is true. Ladies and gentlemen, maybe Jim Morrow, maybe Alan Kaysen. <laughs> I am Alan Gason. (laughs) It is good to be with you today. (laughs) Would you like to play a game? Would you like to play a game? So, all right. uh, I have been, um, we've been having this AI conversation because it's been going on everywhere, right? Yes. It's been pretty amazing. There's a great article on Firebrand by Pete Bellini uh, doing some deep theology. You got to read that a couple of times, people. Um, Yep. You need to get AI to read it to you. (laughs) So that you can understand it. Um, so, you know, I just really didn't know enough about uh, my co-host, Brett Maddox. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, so <laughs> Glory I, to his I name. I went ahead. I did some research um, on Brett Maddox through Tome app, which uh, Alan oh. showed me. Um, and I found the biography of... Um, oh, I've got to do some security things here. Uh, the biography of... Brett Maddox, and and you know what, y'all don't know enough about him either. Um, I cannot wait. I just want to be able to share this with. <laughs> I you. wish I had so, popcorn along with his drink. Yeah, so let's <laughs> see if I. Yeah, this is this is going to work great. So this is what the, I would imagine. This is for our YouTube watchers here, because if you're listening yeah, well, in your car, it. I'm you... going to read it. I'm going to okay. read it. It's very right. brief. Um, it just hits your highlights, Brett. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Your, your life is too far in depth for... Uh, it does a really good job with the highlights. Yeah. So here we go. I, I'm just going to... This is what AI has told us when I asked it to tell me the biography of Brett Maddox. This is amazing. The maverick life... <laughs> the of, maverick life of Brett Maddox. Yeah, oh, my God. The maverick life of Brett oh, Maddox. Oh, you know, when you think amazing. of Happy Maddox, you do think maverick. All right, so just I'm going to move. We've got to talk about Jesus in a minute, but this is important. All right, the early life of (laughs) Brett Maddox. Brett Maddox was born in a small town in the Midwest, raised in a close-knit family of farmers. (laughs) He attended a local school where he was an avid reader and enjoyed playing sports. It's true. I didn't know that about you. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Brett Maddox. Y'all got to see this picture. I'm uh, this up is... on YouTube when you get home, y'all. Yes. Brett Maddox earned a degree in business administration from a prestigious college in the Midwest. Ooh, and no name. Went on a master's in public administration from a highly, highly ranked, ranked university. Highly ranked. Northeast. And That's apparently right. he's on meth, <laughs> according to the picture. He's also a traveler, Midwest, Northeast. Yeah. Northeast All right, here we go. Yeah. So Brett Maddox's career. <laughs> Maverick. 
Uh, Brett Maddox began his career in the public sector, working for the state government in a variety of roles, and he eventually moved into the private sector. I did. That's where the money is. Working as an executive in a large company. I did, yeah. Brett Maddox's contributions. This is very in-depth and really goes in deep. Throughout (laughs) his career, Brett Maddox has made a number of significant contributions to the public and private sectors. I did, yes. He's been involved in a number of initiatives to improve the lives of those in need. It's true. As well as initiatives to help businesses grow and succeed. I didn't know AI could rhyme. So. (laughs) All right. Just, just, this is your legacy, Brett. Is that a cape? You look like the Joker. You have a cape on, Brett. <laughs> okay, you look like the Joker oh, in a Superman cape. You guys don't get on cape. YouTube and watch this. <laughs> You've I'm got to see you. this. Brett Maddox <laughs> has had a long and successful career have, and yes. has left a lasting impact on the public yeah. and private s- s- sectors. He's yeah. widely respected and admired for his dedication to making a difference in the world. Yeah, yeah. like and Superman. Finally, yeah. Brett Maddox today. Ooh, <laughs> he's got grandkids. I'd, Today, I'd Brett Maddox is retired and living in the Midwest with his family. <laughs> He's still involved in, you'll never Pub- guess, the public, public and private, private sectors. sectors. <laughs> and he's passionate about giving back to the community. I'm very oh, passionate. No, so what yeah. I think the artificial intelligence oh did was um, this was amazing. Uh, was grab a hold of, of new congressional representative Santos's resume oh. um, and just pop it upon you. Y'all check out YouTube. If you didn't know about the maverick life of Brett Maddox, oh, no. you do now, and yeah. it will be well. It's just going to be well worth your yeah. time. Oh man! The yeah, first, that was that, good stuff. The first sixty years of my life were were really a powerful moment for me in the Midwest and Northeast. No, yeah, don't it, don't forget the public and private public sectors. And private <laughs> sectors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you feel so, like you kind of went back, and you went there, and you went back. Public, private, private, yeah, public, I mean, private. It's, I mean, it was a thing here, and making difference there. It was, I mean, uh, wow, yeah, it was a thing. So, yeah, so I think we've proven that maybe AI has its limitations, maybe, uh, but also has a few like surprises up its sleeve. Also, the artwork it chooses. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, y'all, if y'all missed the artwork, I think the artwork's got to be on our thumbnail for YouTube. If you didn't see the artwork, you do not know what kind oh, of monster make that thumbnail. Brett, Maddox it, Brett Maddox is. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, you should have seen him studying in the Northeast public sector. <laughs> While being in the Midwest. While being in the Midwest. School. Yeah. Well, anyway, artificial intelligence, ladies and gentlemen. So, listen, seriously, check out the YouTube on this on, on this on this episode for <laughs> particularly, but also all of our episodes are on YouTube. And I want to give a shout out to Teresa Carter. Um, She had a comment on our last uh, YouTube uh, video episode. Uh, uh, She says, I love the content. I've listened since the beginning, but your intros are hysterical. Well, guess what, Teresa? You're you going to check out this this intro? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Uh, good. Absolutely. Wow. I mean, you know, if you were looking to do your memoirs, Brett, um, I got you I'm covered. Get bro. A, I'm just going to get AI to write it for me. Uh, yes. I've got you covered. I've already done it. <laughs> oh, you've already done the work. And since for me, I looked it up, I need royalties. Okay, done, done, done. I'll just I'll give you a uh, a thanks on the this page this this book dedicated to. So what are we? Hey, Brett, what are we talking about today? Other than All you? right. Well, we're continuing the through the. Uh, <laughs> We're continuing through the the TFOD, the Faith Once Delivered document by the John put out by the John Wesley Institute, and uh, we're talking about Jesus, the Son. So the Trinity, we're still in the Trinity, and we're talking about the Son. And and before we went um, live or before we went into recording for this episode, so if you're watching on YouTube, you'll notice my board in the back, and I've got the TFOD and at Potakesis and the Trinity. 
And then I circled the sun today because I wanted us. And then I decided right before we we went on to uh, go dogs. Yeah. Go dogs. Back to back national champions. But it looks like go dogs somehow made the sun. So that's heretical probably (laughs) in itself. Yeah. 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 Speaking of go dogs, we really need Twitter to get on top of it. You should hashtag go dogs with your big mighty G, but it's not working right now. I know, really, Twitter. I mean, Elon. Listen, Twitter's kind of falling down. You think you come here to talk about classical Christian belief and why it matters, but really, what you do is you get half baked, lukewarm takes on (laughs) pop culture. I just really want my hashtags to to turn out right. That's all I want. That's That's all it is. Hashtags and hash browns have got to be perfect. Oh, watch out. Mm. Blackstone. Okay. Okay. So (laughs) this is turning into an all inclusive (laughs) here. Like here you want, what do you want to talk about? Let's include that in this episode. That's right. That's right. I'm not showing my surprises. So y'all carry on. So as we enter into this discussion, this serious and somber discussion on the sun, (laughs) um, I will will do an entry here with um, a quote from John Wesley. Great. Um, And this is coming from—we haven't talked about him in a couple of episodes, but this is coming from Thomas Oden's work. um, Uh, I just was about to say— I was I was expecting Odin. You brought Wesley, but then you brought Odin still. So, know, right? hey, this is know. Odin's uh, volume, um, second volume on John Wesley teachings, and this is on Thanks, Christ Pappy. and salvation. So, <laughs> this is what is he says uh, in Wesley's view. Uh, excuse me, <clears throat> sorry. In Wesley's view, it is precisely in the text of the New Testament that we meet the inmost mystery of the Christian faith where all the inventions of men ought now to be kept at the utmost distance, to allow Scripture to speak of the one mediator who has become the uh, guarantor of a better covenant. And he's quoting from Hebrews 7, 22. Wesley summarized his thinking, quote, I do not know how anyone can be a Christian believer till God, the Holy Ghost, witnesses that God the Father has accepted him through the merits of God the Son. And having this witness, he honors the Son and the blessed Spirit, even as he honors the Father. So, for Wesley, the whole New Testament, and really the Old Testament, Old Testament leading in, the whole New Testament points to this one mediator. When he's talking about this one mediator, he's talking about the Son. He's talking about Jesus. Mm. And so um, we are going to be looking at a few paragraphs in uh, the TFOD that deal specifically with the sun. So we're going to turn it over to our audible champion, Alan Kaysen, as he reads, begins reading these paragraphs. All right, this is paragraph 41 from the document. From everlasting to everlasting, the sun is the Father's word. True and eternal God, the Son, the only begotten of the Father, is of the same substance with the Father. For our salvation, the Son came down from heaven, being made flesh of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary. The Son, obedient to the Father's will, emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, quoting uh, Philippians 2.7. Jesus Christ has two perfect natures, divine and human, each nature's characteristics preserved and joined together without confusion, without change, division, or separation. Yeah. So there's two things in here. First, um, what is meant by the Son being the Father's Word? 
You know, mm. John tells us, the Gospel of John opens up, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Was so what is that? And then the, in the Greek, it's logos. So what is all that? Right, right. But then at the end of this paragraph, you have this line about uh, Jesus Christ has two perfect natures, divine and human, each nature's characteristics preserved and joined together without confusion, change, division, or uh, separation. And so this idea that comes, I believe it was the Council of Chalcedon, maybe, or the uh, it was either Chalcedon or Ephesus. I think it was Chalcedon, though, about the dual nature of Christ, um, The that Christ is 100% human, and Christ is 100% divine. And there were several heresies in the ancient church that, uh, you know, would teach things like Jesus had a split personality almost, um, that he was 50%, 50%, or that Jesus' divine was separate from his um, his physical or his his nature, the human nature. So um, those are two big things that come out of this one paragraph. What is the Father's, what is meant by the Father's word, and then what's the big deal about his, Jesus' divine nature and human nature being um, um, together? Mm. <clears throat> yes. And logos is one of those things. It's it really is a difficult for me at least. It's difficult to define. Um, I know you hear about you know logos is what God's wisdom. I've heard that or the the yeah, word of kind of a, a rationality, a wisdom. It's a and so what it is is um, John is the Gospel of John is beautiful. So you can put that right next to Genesis one. Yes. And it's pretty beautiful. Yeah. Um, so what John is telling us is that the nature uh, and the gospel of Jesus Christ really stretches back in the beginning as a recreation, all mm -hmm. right? So you talk about the creation story in the beginning, you know, and when God created the heavens and the earth, and then you had in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, etc. Um, and so I had just done a reread on Athanasius is on the incarnation, which we were mm -hmm. just, you know, we talked about a couple of times, and we mentioned a great article um, that uh, Dr. Ryan Danker put out, who I do apologize for uh, messing with you about your biscuits and gravy last episode, <laughs> but I did listen back, and it wasn't nearly, like, I was fretting, y'all. Yeah. Like, I, I, I thought, oh, no, did I just, I just, I just was so rude, and I went back, and I was like, no, I was only a little rude, but most Just a little rude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a little rude. Anyway, just a little rude. so, um, one of the things that John does there that Athanasius picks up on on the incarnation is the only one who can, you know, recreate the incur or the corruptible nat the corrupted nature is the one who created it to begin with, um, and that is the word that spoke into creation is the very same word that comes back in to recreate uh, humanity and and really the world, um, and so that's a beautiful thing. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at, if you haven't seen it, if you're kind of nerdy or if you want to look at um, some pretty accessible, easy-to-read volumes of the earliest Christian writings, St. Vladimir's Press has just tons oh, yeah. on what yeah. we call the Church Fathers and Mothers. Yeah. Um, and I'm, there's an intro here. Uh, it says that he who ascended the cross is the word of God, and that therefore the Christian faith is not without its word or irrational or a logos. Mm. You know, and, and a, the prefix a being like not. not so right. it's not irrational. Um, 
And so there's a rationality of God. There's a there's an outward flowing of the inner workings of the Father that comes out and has creative power, right? And that is the word. It's 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 kind of like when and analogies are horrible, but if I've got an idea in my head, it needs to come out in some kind of expression. That oh, is yeah. the word. Yeah. Like, yeah. have you ever heard the whole phrase, like, um, if you love somebody a lot, but you never tell them, do you really love them? Mm-hmm. I mean, or do you, if you don't show them, do you really? That's the, that's the nature of, of word. And I know that that's a little limited, um, but it does help a little bit. <clears throat> and it is helpful. And, you know, I think that what adds to sometimes it's confusion is there is a philosophical, an ancient Greek philosophical Mm-hmm. idea of the word. What John is doing is he's taking this Greek word, I mean, logos. Right, which um, is which, straight out of Greek philosophy at the time. Yeah, um, and he, but he is connecting it to some ancient Hebrew thought and belief uh, when you go all the way back to Genesis. Right. So that is where some—you can't say that, well, this is what the Greeks said about this, and this is—so it all kind of melds together. we got to remember that in the world of Jesus— that um, the the Greco-Roman world was a major influence um, in in all parts of life, including theology, and it was within that world that the Son came. Right, and you can't you cannot discount that. Um, I don't think you can discount that anyway. Yeah, and and I want you. I mean, pay attention to the Bible. So the Gospel of John is you know canonical scripture. It's um, right. you know. Jesus was contemporary to some of the flo- the beginnings of Greek philosophy, and so was Paul and the writers of the New Testament. Right. And so you, if you watch what John does, he says, look, this is how ongoing and relevant Christ is, mm-hmm. that he even is the one who gives meaning to what you think is new thinking today. Right. And so... Um, in fact, Paul quotes Greek philosophers and acts when he takes and, and kind of uh, appropriates the phrase in him and it's it's in him we live and move and have our being. That's a, ph- a Greek philosophical uh, phrase. Right. Um, and now it's Christian scripture um, and Jesus has fulfilled it. So that's just a, a testament right in scripture that Christian, that Christ is always relevant to the time that you're in. And it always right. makes a difference in the world and the life in which we live. Right. Tertullian, one of the church fathers, he... Tertullian. Wow, that just happened. It did. All right. We were talking about Genesis. We were. Tertullian said, famously said, what does Athens have to do with Jerusalem? And that's kind of a line he was using to talk about the influence of Greek philosophy, at least in his time, on um, Christian theology. And I think really where that's coming from was, was Tertullian was um, he was wary of um, over like over philosoph uh, philosophizing. That's it. And I'm a philosophy like I got my degree in philosophy, and I can't even say that word. Well, but, yeah, well maybe you need uh, your money back. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Patty. But, uh, um, uh, but over Greek philosophizing Christian theology, and I get that, 
But what does Athens have to do with Jerusalem? Well, the fact, the, the thing that it has is that that was the world in which Jesus was born and he came out of, and the Gospels were written, and the language that was there. So it has a lot to do with it, honestly. Um, so um, we can't just discount that. So I, I appreciate you saying that, uh, Jim. Um, so that's the Logos. Now, let's move into this idea of the dual nature of Christ, right? So this is an important thing. Um, so we have had, there have been times in re- relatively recent history um, where there's been this move to divorce Jesus or to separate Jesus from the any concept of the divine and to really focus in on his historicity, the historical Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. The historical Jesus movement um, that took place in the late um, 19th century and then really took off in the early 20th century. So you have that 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 happens. Um, really, though, that wasn't new. I mean, that's coming from also the ancient uh, uh, church and heresies that were coming up of how do we look at Jesus if he's if he is divine and if he is human and you know all of that goes in with that from the gospel stories you know Jesus dying Jesus rising from the dead all of this testimony that is coming from that um, how does that work you know how does the divine and the 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 human aspect of who Jesus is work and really what basically comes down from the ancient church councils is that. Um, Jesus is 100% human, Jesus is 100% divine. And that really just becomes this formula that is used to show the unity of uh, humanity and God, like in, in Christ, like there's that, that, that's beautiful, that Jesus is not separated. Yeah. Hey, a phrase to pick up here from uh, the 41st chapter before we jump into the next one. It, it's the beginning, it says, from everlasting to everlasting, the Son is the Father's word. Yeah. All right. Everlasting to everlasting. Right. So the, the just the term son and the fact that we see uh, Jesus incarnate pop up in history, you know, you know, three quarters of the way through the Bible, um, you get the impression that the son is just simply the son. Like, you know, I'm a son and there was a time when I wasn't and now I am. You know, mm-hmm. I was born in 19... And mm-hmm. um, that's when I came on the scene and I'm I'm the son of my father. Mm-hmm. Um and so you get that impression that like Jesus just pops up on the scene and he's he's like the the son um like the child just and that's the only way to really think about him like a parent and a son um but there's much more to that because there never was a time that Jesus wasn't and that's that's the thing to think about so the son always has been from everlasting to everlasting because the son is the word the son is the second person of the trinity the son is the expressed uh, wisdom, rationality, creative um, mm-hmm. outflowing of what the what is in the heart of the Father, and that comes out by the power of the Spirit. It's like idea, breath, voice mm-hmm. is another Trinitarian kind of idea. Mm-hmm. So I just, it's really beautiful when you think about from the beginning, Jesus was mm-hmm. with the Father and the Spirit. And so um, his incarnation is not something that is different. He is, it, it, he is not new. Mm-hmm. He is entering into history mm-hmm. in, a, in a new way. Mm-hmm. But he, and and if, you, if you look at what Jesus does in the theology while he you know, is here on earth, um, it is the same work that he has been doing from the beginning. 
which is creating and expressing mm-hmm. the heart, rationality, and putting forward that of the Father. You know, the creative word, the Father creates, right. is the creative yeah. word. But it's also too everlasting. So the problem is, is Jesus pops on the scene, he does some things for 33 years, and we don't see him anymore. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe, I right. guess, right? Right. But the, in our kind of regular thinking, we're like, well, he, he came on the scene, now he's gone. Well, he did his thing, and now it's just God. Yeah. But Jesus is still, because he's, he is raised from the dead in incorruptible human flesh, Mm-hmm. In the heavens, at the right hand of God, is flesh like yours and mine, except incorruptible now mm-hmm. in resurrection, all power flesh. And he is still doing work, <clears throat> the same work that he's always done, the creating, the redeeming, the um, mediating the mediating work. Yeah, that mediator is, is the same. A word mediates right. an idea from one to another. Um, and so that's just a great, important concept. I, if we can meditate on that and kind of start to make sure you don't put bookends on the on Jesus. Right. Not begin in Matthew and end in Matthew, you know? He was with God, was God, is God, you know, type of thing. And so I also want to point out the, um, I think you've already mentioned it before, but um, Ryan Denker's um, article in Firebrand, Who is Jesus? On the historical arguments um, of the Incarnation, Mm-hmm. Uh, may 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 be helpful. It was helpful for me. Yes. I, it was a great mm-hmm. article. So I uh, just want to highlight that for folks. Awesome. So um, and it yes, very much so. And we'll have that in the um, show notes. Show notes. Show notes. It's been, it's been um, a couple couple months. It's been on a couple. That, guys. Yeah, I know. We got to work. <laughs> got to work on that. We're so bad at our mediocre bits. We might as well not <laughs> That's have true, them. right? Uh, um, and in Cart. this segment, we talk about show notes. Anyway, um, so. Let's move on to the next paragraph. So 42 is uh, the son, the word who is the perfect living image of the father, Mm. fashioned humanity after his image. Yet when the divine image in us was marred and distorted by sin, the very same word who made us in the beginning remade us by fashioning a new humanity in Mary's womb. Jim's already sort of been talking about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus is the second Adam who, by his perfect mm. obedience to the Father, restored Adam's descendants to right relationship with God by his death and life. As the second Adam in whom the image of God is perfectly displayed, Christ reveals to us what God intended for humanity from the beginning. Hey, everyone, we will return to the show in just a moment, but we just wanted to take this time and tell you about some of our favorite people. As you know, the Podakesis Podcast is a proud member of the Spirit and Truth Podcast Network. Spirit and Truth is a movement of Wesleyan-minded Christians seeking to awaken and equip the 21st century church through the power of the Holy Spirit to share the gospel and make disciples of Jesus Christ. We long to see a new movement of Christians who are empowered by the Spirit, rooted in truth, and mobilized for the mission. For more information and resources, you can visit www.spiritandtruth.life. We also want to let you know about the Spirit and Truth Conference, March 9th through the 11th in Dayton, Ohio. Last year, uh, the Podakesis podcast crew went to this conference for the very first time, and honestly, it was life-changing. It was so impactful. And so we want to invite you to join us at this conference in Dayton, Ohio, March 9th through the 11th. You can register now. Registrations are open, early registration. 
is open at spiritandtruth.life, and you can follow the link there. You can also put the word podcast, podcast, in the discount code box and get a little bit of a discount on your registration. So uh, we hope to see you in Dayton, Ohio, March 9th through the 11th of 2023, as we all come together in worship, seeking God's Spirit, and being uh, and, and just fellowshipping with each other as we grow closer to Jesus. And now, uh, that's all I have, so we're going to get back to our conversation. So let's let's uh, go back. The way the TFOD, the faith wants delivered, is set up is through um, the word image, right? So, right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that's right. And, and so what you're seeing here is that Jesus, the image of God, comes, and he is his work is to uh, set back right or to redeem that restore Im- that restore. Yeah. Um, the image of God within us um, that has been marred because of sin um, and human brokenness. So, uh, yeah, man, that's beautiful. He's just, he's reversing what Adam did. Yes, exactly. The second Adam. Yeah. Um, Uh. In in Bible study last night, you know, it really strikes me like if you, if you take a 30,000 foot view of scripture um, and there's various things you can do, the Bible recap and other things like that, that does this. Um, if you take a 30,000-foot view of Scripture, one of the things that really pops out um, is uh, you start seeing themes, right? You start seeing threads that are moving through. through. You know, you're not so stuck in the detail. You can kind of see these mile markers that mm-hmm. are – and one of the things that you see, one of the themes is this idea of reversal. Um, and so uh, last night we were talking about the Tower of Babel. And this is just an example of what we mean here. Oh, yeah. We were talking about the Tower of Babel in Genesis – Sorry. Yes. No, you're right. No, you're right. Why? So here, here's the deal. So yeah. I'll set up. I'll set up the Tower of Babel. Alan, you take okay. it. How Pentecost yes. reverses it? Okay. Yes. So Tower of Babel. Um, really, what you have out of the Tower of Babel in Genesis uh, eleven is it eleven? Genesis eleven, where the Tower of Babel is. You have this. Um, you have basically a uh, a repeat of the Garden of Eden, where in the Garden of Eden, the great sin that just separates humanity from God, that gets kicked out of the Garden, is we to believe the lie that we are going to be, uh, be, we can be like God. We want to be like God, right? We don't need God. We can be like God. So then you get to the Tower of Babel, and what, is the, what are the people wanting to do? They're using their intellect, and they're using everything. Their, to make everything, a name for themselves. To make a name for themselves. And what mm-hmm. kind of name? It's, it is a name that we could be like the gods or be like mm-hmm. God. Why? Because they're building this tower that reaches to the, the heavens, heavens, right? To yep. be Okay, if we can be up there with God, we can be like God. So it's really the same idea. Mm-hmm. So then God comes, destroys the tower, scatters humanity, um, and this is where you get borders and languages and all of this stuff yep. coming up, coming up, and it's scattered. It's a scattering. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now you fast forward, you know, thousands of years, and I'm going to let Alan take it from here. Yeah, and so all the Jews are gathered together uh, to celebrate Pentecost, and they're gathered from all the different um, different nations in Jerusalem. The Holy Spirit comes on the disciples, and they all suddenly can speak the different languages that the people, uh, uh, you know, have, who have gathered in Jerusalem can understand. So suddenly, uh, we hear this. We hear the. We hear the good news in our own language, mm-hmm. and so um, it's it's a reversal. So where God, you know, in the Torah Bible, he 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 makes everyone have a different language, um, in order to sort of confuse everybody so they can't sort of unite and uh, right. make a name for themselves. Um, Pentecost reverses that. Um, so yeah. through the through the Holy Spirit. So yeah, and so that only happens 
through the redeeming work of Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. Exactly. That can't happen right. through the things that I create right. and the power that I exert. Right. The, the, those men did not have the ability on their own to speak that language. It's only through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit only comes because Christ died, resurrected, ascended to the Father, and then sent um, yes. the Holy Spirit. So, Holy Spirit. bam! Right. Awesome. I mean, it's a great reversal, and you see this, yeah. and even if you go all the way to the end of Revelation, right, the new heavens and the new earth, mm -hmm. the garden being, like the curse of the garden is reversed. And so there's— Would you I say mean, that the curse is reversed? I would say the curse is reversed. The Thanks. curse, curse, curse. The curse is reversed. The curse, curse, curse. The curse is reversed. That just <laughs> happened. <laughs> Wow, we are on fire today. <laughs> you see, what we didn't what we didn't learn about in the overview of the ma life, Maverick life of Brett Maddox is that he also had a top forty children's album. <laughs> gospel true. children's, yeah, the, the gospel children. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we move on to paragraph Please, 43? No, <laughs> no, not yet. Okay, two, okay. two reasons. Two reasons. Uh, so we have just twice talked about. Mary. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. All and right. we talked about being made flesh of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary. And mm -hmm. here uh, it says the very same word who, is made, who made us in the beginning remade us by fashioning a new humanity in Mary's womb. Mary is uh, what? Often ignored in many Protestant, mainline, non-Roman right. Catholic, non-Orthodox um, theologies and practices. And there's a huge, I, I think part of that comes uh, out of the Reformation. Um, sure. You know, now the Reformers themselves, if I recall, and, and I need to look this up to be sure, but like Luther himself um, did not go anti-Mary. Mm. Um, and even the Anglican Church, you know, has a, a great honor and reverence for Mary. Mm. All right. And, but there's this, this anti-Catholic or, or, uh, backlash or a maybe a like over, overswing overcorrection I yeah, think overcorrection um, to you know to to not think about it but you got to think about this um, what a holy sanctified human being to be filled and give birth to incorruptible the son of god that's pretty powerful mm -hmm. right and so you think about you know mary had that great obedience to say uh let it be unto me according to thy will which is you know fantastic and we all should do that and and you know that would be that would be a great sanctified way to live your life right um it reminds me of wesley's covenant prayer you know mm -hmm. um but there's something you can't ignore that. That's my right. point. Yeah. Um, would I be, you know, would that I would be more like Mary? And yeah, she was and, chosen for a reason, right? I mean, well, that, and, right. and, but not only was she chosen for a reason, but think about what happens to a human soul and flesh. When the Holy Spirit conceives the Word of God in you, like in the 
way that happened with her. Now there's a there's a type in which happens with us, the Holy Spirit, sure. you know, right. births God. But you can't take away from that. And I also and and maybe this is a uh uh controversial, non uh politically savvy kind of take. There's something beautiful to be said about the biology and nature of the female body and purpose that I that, that Joseph couldn't do what she did. Sure. We can't do what she did. Mm-hmm. Um I don't there's something there's something pretty amazing about that. No doubt. No doubt. Um yeah, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I can. I can yeah, hear. Yeah, like I maybe we're, we're maybe we're not the most qualified to speak f- um, like in depth on that. But to highlight, I mean, to stop and to recognize yeah. that Mary was um, was vital in this, and that t- yeah, t- in both of these paragraphs, she's mentioned. So to, to, so to ignore that would be would not be good yeah, for us. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts, but I can see I can see where you know, and and let me tell you part of the reason why. I'm let's talk about why this matters for a second, okay? Yeah. Why why would I be so interested in the the life of Mary and the and the nature and the beauty of what happens as she the spirit conceives, she bears and she births the incarnate son of God. Right? So Y'all have y'all remember, and, and let's go off the AI for a second. Take just a quick serious note. All right, y'all remember it's been a year ago uh, that I shared with our podcast listeners that my wife and I were expecting a child that was born stillborn two weeks before she was due to be born. So she was full term and just mm-hmm. a, absolutely unexpected, a series of very freak kind of situations occurred, and she. Uh, I mean, she could have been born an hour before mm-hmm. alive. Um, and so what I'm what I see so we're, we're, we walk through that, but I also and, and and I think I'm free to speak this there's there's a, a a grief that my wife carries that I can never know. yeah, but there's also a longing for motherhood that I could never know. Mm-hmm. And so we have an affinity to look to Mary to say what a beautiful pinnacle of what it could mean yeah. to be one who is a mother and, and that, that that's important. So there's something that we're just, you know, we just kind of talk about it and I pray about it and I think about, it, but just to say, look, that I fixate a little on that, not in the, I can see the hate mail coming in, you know, from all over, like it's going to go viral on Twitter. Um, all of a sudden, 5 million people are going to start listening to us and be like, listen, listen, Jim yeah. is, Jim <laughs> is, is uh, an idolater. He's going, he's venerating the Virgin Mary. <laughs> it's not that, it's just, I don't want to pass it up because I think Protestants yeah. could do, and I've seen some great Protestants do some great work reflection and work on yeah. this, and and I would just like to lift that up even more. Yeah, no, I, I think you're absolutely yeah. right. I know on a my personal level on this is one of the reasons. So you know they say that um, fatherhood language, you mm-hmm. know, about God can be fraught with a lot of issues. You know, if you didn't have a good relationship with your mom, yeah, um, I mean with your dad. I'm sorry, um, I you know. My relationship with my mother's not great, and I've, you know, 
hearing you even say that, I wonder if one of the reasons I kind of just pass over Mary is because moms, my mother and I just don't have a great relationship. Like Mm -hmm. this whole motherhood of, you know, of the Son of God just... It's fraught with all kinds of issues for me, you know? So, um, and it's not theological as much as it is just psychological. Mm-hmm. And me. all that's like there. And and I think it's, yeah. gosh, I think, Brett, way back when we first started the show, you really opened the door for us and helped us make, like, go to these kind of places. Mm-hmm. It's just like this, it does matter, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so for one, you know, yes, I can check my bias against theological things, um, because I have some inner stuff, but it also helps to like reflect and grow and change to show why this stuff matters mm-hmm. because it, it's not just an idea and a series of propositions. The stuff really has the, the, the belief Christian of the Christian faith can really touch and transform you yeah. if you let it be as yeah. deep and broad as it can be. That whole idea of reversal, even in us. It's not just yeah. reversal. I mean, uh, yeah. Just listen to this. The, this is just in the last paragraph. The very same word who made us in the beginning remade us yes. by fashioning a new humanity. Where? In Mary's womb. Yeah. Um, this, I mean, this matters, right? This is not just, I mean, so to... Um, How many humans are mentioned in the Apostles' Creed? It's almost a trick question. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> who are they? Pilot, Pontius Pilate, um, Mary, Mary, and Mary, and, and Jesus. That was Jesus, the trick right? question. Yeah. That was a trick question, right? But of all of that, right, right. you have the one who brought gave him, life, gave life, and the one who essentially took totally it. took life. Yeah. yeah, wow, golly, that's yeah. good. That is real good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. like, what I didn't know we were going to church this morning. <laughs> I was like, it's like, have mercy, <laughs> just as I am. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> the altar is open for anybody who would like uh, to respond. That's right. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and go, because we're getting to the end, let's go ahead and uh, hit that last paragraph. Can right. we do uh, this last paragraph I don't. Are we, we going to do 43 and 44, or are we going to do 43? Uh, we, oh, we just did 42. Okay. Um, I don't think uh, we can tackle the resurrection... And let's try the, it. Just read the paragraph. We'll, we'll, do, we'll we do the paragraph. We can always so, come back. We can always to be continued. Yeah. 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 Go By ahead. his resurrection, Jesus, as firstborn from the dead, uh, Colossians 1.18, reveals the perfected and glorified human nature proper to the resurrected humanity of the new creation, 2 Corinthians 5.17. In the resurrected Jesus, therefore, we behold what we may hope to become at our resurrection. As Charles Wesley writes, made like him, like him we rise, ours the cross, the grave, the skies. Thus only in Jesus do we come to a right knowledge both of God and of ourselves, of the end for which we were made, and of what we are meant to be. I I don't know, you know, there was a big group of about 60 folks who had their hands in the TFOD, and I know that Ryan told us that, you know, he— as a general editor, he, but whoever like wordsmith these par- couple paragraphs, kudos just, to them. Just it's yeah, it right. really it, they really sing. All right, listen to this sentence once again. In the resurrected Jesus, therefore, we behold what we may hope to become at our resurrection. Yes. I, 
you know, when we when we look at the resurrection of Jesus, we and, and rightly so, we talk about, you know, victory over sin and death. Amen. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. We talk about redemption and and, and reversal of sin and, re, you know, Jesus, uh, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I mean, all this beautiful language. But we need to slow down, I think. And, and when we look at the resurrection of Jesus, what is it Paul says? He's the first fruits. Mm-hmm. Firstborn from the dead, in fact. Yeah. So this is uh, this is this is the hope of salvation. When we do a funeral, you know, um recent, relatively recently whenever I officiate a funeral, I'm I'm uh, you know, and I think Jim, you were the one who uh moved me in this direction. Um I you know, um rest in peace and rise in glory. Mm. Yeah. Um yeah, there's um Resurrection is a big deal. Okay, mm-hmm. so, oh gosh, I don't want to take up all the time. Um, yeah, so a lot of times we talk about, hey, they die, they go to heaven. Yeah. There ain't nothing like, wrong and with then, that. And then, and then, and then, and then that's sense, it. You could, that's it. We're done. Let's move right? on. But let us not forget that we're talking about resurrection from the dead. Yeah. And, and so what is it that means that... Um, in the resurrected Jesus, we behold what we may hope to become in our resurrection. It's not simply, so yes, you are free from sin, that death has no more power over you. This is what it is. It's there is now an incorruptible, perfect image of God in human flesh as intended to be created, in which sin has no power and the, and the chains of death have been broken alive. So yes, yeah, you're going to be back later. Praise God. Your life's not going to be over. I know we all want to live forever. Praise God. You'll come back. You'll get to live more. You'll get to see your, your dog, your Grammy, and Pappy Maddox later on. <laughs> um, praise God. But you will also be perfectly as you were intended to be an incorruptible design in flesh in your corpuscles and cells, mm-hmm. fibers and tissues, soul and being. So that's pretty, that's pretty, yeah, Charles Wesley here, Christ the Lord is risen today, made like him, like him we rise. And here's another Charles Wesley line. This is from my favorite hymn, and can it be? Um, Long my imprisoned spirit lay fast bound in sin in nature's night. Thine eye diffused a quickening ray. I woke, the dungeon flamed with light. My chains fell off, my heart was free. I rose, went forth, and followed thee. Mm. That's um, that's resurrection language. Uh, the dungeon, death. Yeah. I rose, went forth, followed thee. The promise of the resurrection is not something that is to be experienced when we die. The promise of the resurrection is experienced now. Now. Um, hmm. the great reversal, these reversals all is only possible because of this. Right. Um, hmm. Well, I do think we had church today. So let's um, take up an offering. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, seriously, um, 
This is good stuff. I, I, I just, I feel led to just say this. I've done this before, but I just want to say this. I mean, if you're out there listening and um, you don't know this Jesus, we want to invite you to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we're not asking you to follow some, you know, club or some, you know, uh, to buy a book or, or any of that kind of stuff. What we're asking you is to do like Peter and Andrew and Nathaniel and Bartholomew and Matthew and the disciples when Jesus said, follow me, they followed him. Mm. And that's all Jesus is calling us to do. He's saying to us, follow me. And when we follow Jesus, resurrection life becomes a reality for us. Mm. Jesus can reverse all things. He can reverse bad relationships. He can reverse addictions. He can reverse brokenness. He can reverse everything and anything. So follow him. If you would like to know more about what it means to follow Jesus, you can email us at questions at We would love to hear from you. We would love to pray for you. And any prayer concerns you throw at us will remain confidential to us. We won't go and share it online or anything like that. Um, we, we really do appreciate y'all listening and sharing this episode. But you cannot... We cannot end an episode about Jesus and the resurrection Mm -hmm. without giving an invitation to follow Jesus. So um, would you follow him? Would you follow him? And um, on that note, I think we should pick up that last paragraph in our next episode. Yes, Uh, absolutely. Thank you, Podicumans, for joining us today. Thank you for listening to us. Be silly, but also hearing our hearts about the Lord that we love and who loves us and loves you more than you'll ever know. Um, Until next time, y'all have a great day and God bless. As we end this episode, we will have all the links mentioned in the episode, particularly those links pertaining to the John Wesley Institute and the document, The Faith Once Delivered, available uh, in our show notes. That uh, document, The Faith Once Delivered, is available for free download. So just click on that link and go download it, and you will have that resource. It's fantastic. Uh, be sure to hit us up on social media. At Podakesis is where you can find us. You can find us on our website, podakesis.podbean.com, and you can listen to us wherever you get your podcast. So share us with your friends and tell them just to find us wherever. You can leave us a voicemail, uh, 404-635-6679, or leave us an email, questions at podakesis.com. And as always, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple iTunes, which helps us out there. We greatly appreciate it, and we greatly appreciate you. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Have a good one, and God bless.